Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. Deep in a cave system filled with foul creatures, our heroes have been attacked by a horrific swarm of bones and a strange glowing troll. They managed to fight off and destroy the creatures, but not without taking a bit of damage, including Travancore, who had some of the charisma sucked from his personality, and Carlton, who was just now starting to shake off, being stunned. They found a pool of water filling a hole that used to lead deep into the Underdark, and are still searching for the snake-like creature that lurks somewhere deep inside the cave. And that is where our game begins, already in progress. Am I still stunned? Uh, no, so you are stunned. I mean, if you you would be stunned for a minute, or you could remake the saving throw. So if you'd like to make... Give me one more saving throw just to see what happens. <laughs> sure. Hey! Hold on, I think you still need your bless, though. Don't forget your bless. 18. (laughs) With that, inspired by Shadow, destroying this thing in the butt, you break out of your stun and (laughs) are. And I'm like, I'm like, because I was like fiercely at him. Ah, and then I got stunned and I went, and I did it. (laughs) There you go. We're totally choreographing and doing the hashtag blessed at, (laughs) at the next live show. Bless is the best. All right, you are out of initiative. What would you like to do? Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to press the digitization, like scrape himself off, then he's going to scrape off uh, uh, Carlton, and then he's going to be like, oh yeah, uh, Bucks mentioned that there's something in the water, so let's be careful. It might be another monster or something. Yeah. Well, I have enough movement to run up there and see what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, That's happening. Okay. All right. We well, could guess we could go fishing. That's an option. Could be a lady with a sword. The dawn, <laughs> the dawn dissipates as you hear. That is not a source for for leadership choices, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> the da- as the dawn dissipates, you swear you hear a uh, a very nice E flat. Ooh! All right, now that I went to water the water's edge, e- flat. I want to see oh. if I can see what Bucks has seen. Uh, give me a perception check. Eight. Okay. So you you shake off the stun. You take a moment, and then you trot on up to the water's edge which this is new this is where the hole is supposed to be and as you look deep into this it's running water but in the same way a a stream when it enters a a a lake or a, a small body of water is running and where it constantly is swirling and moving uh and as you look deep into this pool you cannot see the bottom and you look out, and it's not that wide. It, it seems to be almost as if the hole that you remember is now filled with water. You can see from the rock a bit of this water is seeping in from the left. And you th- you actually, now that you're up there, it's, it's actually pretty obvious. You can see about 15 feet across the water. If you were to basically duck down five feet, you'd think you could swim to the other side and there's looks like another cavern, but you don't see the bottom or anything in the water. All right, I'll back it up a few, uh, about 10 feet and I'll be like, so the reason I looked at the water, 
Remember the hole we used to put things in? This was the hole, but now it's water, and there's a cabin on the other side, but we gotta go through the water to get to the other side. Um, do we though? Jonathan the Magimuscular is uh, not able to help with that. I mean, I could polymorph something. Polymorph one of us into like an aquatic animal and we like ride them across down. But I guess that cavern is full of water too, right? So we've got a cavern. No, it's it's just like a little, it's a bit of a dip, right? The way I thought, Lauren, you said like the, like the ceiling comes a little low and then I like would have to swim across and then like it's cavern again, right? You think so? You think you would have to? Because you see, like, oh, it's like a low, bri- low wall, low hanging like ceiling. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So right across the surface, you'd have to dip like five feet down, swim maybe fifteen, twenty feet. It doesn't look that far. You see a shadow on the other side that seems to indicate that, like, the same kind of thing. Like you would surface there, or I mean, if you wanted to, you could swim down to the depths of this giant hole, but. I don't think we... Jonathan the Magimuscular doesn't know that that's the best idea because of the what Buck saw moving down there. Yeah! But if we're going to do anything, we'll want to do it fast. But um, Jonathan the Magimuscular is not the fish guy, so he can't tell. What we do is we freeze the water, we freeze the water, and then we can skate across. Carlton. There is not enough room in between the where the water is and where the like the ceiling dips into the water. All right, let me refer... Oh, the ceiling dips into the water. Okay, I thought it was just low-hanging, and we would have to swim anyway. You would have to go at least five feet under the water. Yeah, swim under five feet. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. Jo- Jonathan the Magimuscular would also write, like to remind Carlton that Jonathan the Magimuscular has a specific set of fiery skills. Hey, bud, do you ever think about expanding your horizons and diversifying your bonds? No. <laughs> Is Buck still taking a look at the water? Yeah, he's... he. W- if he's got another turn after it, he's a little gunshot. He's he's gonna still kind of do this way, but he's the same distance. He's not he's not gonna fly over the pool. All right, give me another perception check All for right. bucks. Oh fuck, he has advantage on these. Fuck me. Ow. Uh, that's still only a um, a thirteen. So I mean, he saw where this this dark shape of movement was. And he can still see it because he he noticed it the first time. Uh, it doesn't seem to be any closer. It's still there. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to uh, test something. He's like, all right, everybody, stand back. So Bucks flies back. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to get right here. He's going to pick up another. Where's right here? Uh, he's uh, about ten feet from the pool, and he is going to pick up a pebble, and he's going to be like, "I'm going to see via science." If this thing reacts to water disturbances, I would rather know now than if we have to go in there. And yeet! And tosses the pebble in? Tosses the pebble in. Bloop. Did you just say yeet? You just yeeted the pebble. Don't say tossed, because you just went yeet! <laughs> like, like you thought nobody <laughs> noticed that you just went yeet! <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Maybe a little yeeting. <laughs> pebble goes bloop! We wait. What are you waiting for? Like, I don't know, tentacles or a giant mouth oh, to come, like, okay. raging out. They're like, wow, Tentacles wah. and a giant mouth come raging out. No, they don't. No. You, you, okay. I, I didn't know if you were, like, waiting for the pebble to do something. No, nope. you watch the pebble go bloop. You're far enough away that you can't watch it sink, but you see it go in just like a normal pebble. Nothing okay. happens. Whatever's down there doesn't seem to care about us. So, uh, I say... 
Jonathan the Magimuscular votes to hop in super quick and uh, swim across and uh, maybe maybe have someone attach a rope on the other side. Like two people go with a rope and then that'll help everyone else kind of swim a little faster. Anyway, we can take a break for a little bit. I Wait, 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 wait. I have an idea, Bernie says from the back of the cave as she walks forward finally. She's like, I have an idea as Carlton's tying rope around himself. Like, uh, what? <laughs> as we're, get, we're tying up Carlton, like getting him ready as fate. I mean, as the as the pathfinder. As the anchor to the other side, I, that, obviously. I, Jonathan the Bad Muscular didn't say bait. Jonathan the Bad Muscular totally said bait. The floor recognizes Bernice yeah. Burns. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Magic Muscular said yeet, and then he said bait, and he thinks no one heard. <laughs> but we all did. Especially since he probably said it in the tailbond, which, you know, here clears a bell. Wait, hold on. Are we still role-playing this like Travancore has lost all his charisma, and so- We better be, because he still lost his charisma. It hasn't come back. Travancore, you feel- something is wrong and you're not exactly sure what it is it, but it, it it feels like part of your personality is just subdued missing i'm broken oh no he's been eeyored i'll let you decide how losing your charisma affects you but yes sometimes it means sitting on a hill waiting through the rain to see the rainbow but sometimes a rainbow never comes Oh, God. Um, well, you know what? Okay, before we get in the water, we're going to fix all of that, so... Oh, yeah, Jonathan Magic Muscular thinks that's a good idea, yeah. Also took some injuries during the battle. Yeah, you said you had that under control? Nope, just the changing from the chipmunk back to me. But I said, I will come heal you, and you said, I've got it! Oh, thought you thought. That I needed help to change back into a half-elf. No, no, why would I think that? I'm pretty sure if you can change into a chipmunk, you can change back. Because I don't think you're dumb. I just think you didn't... What was... Why did... Why did everybody... Just, is that what you were, like, weirdly alluding to, Laura? No, um... I'm trying to figure out how you would know this now. Um, cause, so the reason I was asking is because when he changes into a wild shape form, if you heal him, what you heal is his wild shape form. So um, I was trying to help out to make sure that you weren't wasting a spell healing something that couldn't take the healing. So It had, had one hit point. <laughs> exactly. So you, you healing the chipmunk would have actually not worked at all. And I'll say, in this moment, as you were taking a few minutes and looking things over, and uh, Travancore's not dumb, he's just lost his charisma, which means he's just kind of been steining it up. Uh, he explains this to you so that you understand a little bit more that uh, when he's in wild shape, those are kind of a different pool of hit points, and it's not going to heal his regular form. I think about halfway through this, Bernie decides she has it and doesn't want to hear him go on. And, <laughs> <laughs> and adds an ingredient to moisturize. Wow. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm gonna fix the thing that I can't take first. Um, and <laughs> she's like watching him bleed out, and she uses Greater Restoration, which is a fifth level spell slot. You are welcome. All right. What does Greater Restoration do? Um, Greater Restoration. I have to touch him. It's instantaneous, and. 
you can reduce the target's exhaustion level by one or end one of the following effects on the target, which includes any reduction to one of the target's ability scores. Bernie boops you, and you gain back your lost charisma. Hey, all right! It's less of a boop, and she, like, literally puts her whole, she puts her whole hand on his face, and she goes, <laughs> She does one of those, where it's like, and it's like, rushing with his lips. <laughs> Davencourt, you feel yourself return to normal. Hey! Thanks! Oh, that's, that is sensationally better. Now let's fix the other things that are wrong with you, shall we? Oh, Lord Almighty. Never, ever lose your whatever that was again. I'm doing my best. Who knows the bone? Who knew the bones had that effect on me? Not me. Learn something today. So that was probably the venom and death that the that the dwarf corpse was was talking about, right? Hopefully, maybe. Gosh, that sounds awful. Gosh, you are really dangerously low, aren't you? Yeah, I'm down to thirty. Was it thirty-eight? Thirty-seven? What did I send you? Thirty-eight. We're gonna really heal you. We're gonna do cure wounds at fourth level. We could also, you know, to to mitigate the spells you need, also just. Roll hit die. Yeah, take a little, take a little break. Are we? Yeah, that would actually help me sensationally if you guys would be willing to do that. All right, I'll do that. I would like to take a attempt a short rest. Yeah, yeah, hard same. All right, you want to bunk out here in this room and take a short rest? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to keep the light up during that time, or are you going to let it go out? What the the my pebble light? Yeah. Because uh, I think gonna... it goes out after. Is it? I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna gather everyone up. Like, okay, let's get, let's huddle up. I'm gonna let my light go out, and I'm gonna let the light go out, so that okay. maybe whatever's down there will think that we're gone. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it die. All right. No, that's not how that song goes at all. Hide it under a bushel short. I'm gonna let it die. <laughs> Woohoo! Forty-five points back. All right. You all kind of huddle up in the room. Um, it's it's a little creepy because even with dark vision, because it is pitch black in here, all you can see are the gray sh- and black and white shadows of the walls and the ceiling. You can hear the gentle lapping of this this pool of water. It is creepy, but you do get a short rest. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of idle champions of the Forgotten Realms. 
It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make idle champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on September 15th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. F-I-N-O-S-P-I-N-B-U-G-S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. I need three things towards the end of this short rest. I need Jonathan to make a wisdom saving throw. I need Carlton to make a perception check. And I need Bucks to make a perception check. Wait, what? Yes. Um. I need a wisdom saving throw and two perception checks, please. Okay. Oh, you're still blessed, um, aren't here's... you? No, at this point, the oh, blesses the... has gone away. This is oh. the end. You've oh, finished the, rest, the yeah. short rest. Yeah. So wisdom saving throw. Yes, please. I am going to... Hmm. And Bernie, I'm at 142 now out of 145. I'm going to go ahead and let the 18... Hang on. Yeah, I'll let the 18 ride. You rolled an 18? Uh, as my wisdom saving throw, yes. Okay. And what did Bucks and Carlton roll? My perception was a 23. Okay. Feeling real perceptive right now. And Bucks' perception is going to be a 14. Excellent. As you're all hanging out in this, you know, just sitting, bandaging up your wounds, recovering some health, kind of deciding what you want to do next, Carlton, you see movement in the pool and very, very slowly a waterlogged zombie two arms and it pulls itself out of the pool. Looks like a a, a long dead human. Almost skeletal. There's barely any flesh left on this zombie. And it takes a good 30 seconds to pull its just soaked through corpse out of the water as it rises to then (sighs) look at all of you hey guys remember how like this was a pit to the underdark well now i think it's a uh water elevator from hell yeah yeah i think so too because there's a zombie yeah it is super slowly heading towards you but it is it seems to just be a normal zombie and it is at this point i'm gonna say i'm gonna assume you weren't uh hanging out by the pool when you were resting so it's probably good 20 25 feet away and it is moving super slow oh bernie's gonna casually put a uh whatcha thing in it a cantrip the sacred flame variety yeah she's gonna sacred flame that fucker sure yeah, can Jonathan the Magimuscular throw a firebolt at it? Absolutely. Both of you roll me, roll me attack. Shh. 
Actually, Sacred Flame, you roll me a dexterity saving throw. You are correct. Nope, that's a failure. Uh, 27. Yeah, the 27 definitely hits. So Let's both of you roll me some damage. 10. 10 radiant damage. Uh, hang on. Yeah, my numbers just suck today. It happens. It happens to the best of us. 21 fire damage from J... I'm sorry, 26 fire damage from JMM. Okay, between the two of you, uh, it's almost casual. You both reach out your hands. Uh, there's radiant fire. There is fire fire. And this <laughs> zombie drops to the ground dead. Again. Well, Jonathan the Magimuscular finds that disturbing. Also, Jonathan the Magimuscular just felt really weird just now. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. I'm fine. Yeah, what are you talking about? You feel fine. I don't I'm all right. Hmm. I don't really fancy a swim in zombie-infested waters. Um, could we just use a bag of holding to drain the water out of that pool? Um, or... Um, remember that took a really long time. It might destroy the bag of holding. That. That. And we did the water thing before, and I'm still trying to get that smell of Cholton swamp water out. I don't want zombie <laughs> swamp water mixing with that kind of Cholton musk. Not good. Yeah, it's gonna smell forever. I think if we, I think if we move quickly and quietly, we might be able to make it through just fine. We'll what just... if you just blast a hole through the sheet of rock that is coming down? Who knows how thick that is? I don't want to bring the whole place down on us. Can I invest? The, uh, can I intelligence to try to gauge how thick I think it is? Because I know it goes about five feet down. You would have to go take a look there's this is literally uncharted territory for you as far as you remember this right. this cavern ends so you would have to basically swim out duck your head under and take a look all right uh, uh well uh if anybody's gonna take these hits it's gonna be me if there are hits to be took all right bucks uh this might be dangerous buddy and i don't want you know even if you're a, a swimming form i think you I think it would still be unsafe. So I'm going to send you to uh, the pocket dimension. And I know you don't like it. And you see Bucks kind of like cross his, his wings and sulk. And it's like, yeah, buddy, I'm sorry. I'll bring it back right as soon as we can. And he, poof, pops away. All right. And I'll, so I'll tie the rope around my waist. I'll sheathe the sword in the shield. And uh, who's holding the other side of the rope? Jonathan will. Going to take a nice dig, big, deep breath. And I'm going to attempt to dive in, which then just kind of turns into belly flop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then I'm going to swim down and under the, the, what you call it, the the, the underhang of the thing. Sure. You dive on in. I'm going to kill Carlton. That's fine. You dive on in. <laughs> this is not Heroes of the Fucking Veil! I've got hey! plenty of characters in, in my pocket. We're all still alive right now. <laughs> got diamonds. It's going to be okay. Carlton dives in. It's not the most graceful, but it's not bad. I'm, I'm going to say you don't actually belly flop, but you're, you know, this is not Olympic swimmer. You can, now that you're in the water, it's murky and it's disgusting. And you kind of, you can almost feel it in your eyes as you're swimming, but you can see. And yeah, you have to dive about five feet under the water to get under this overhang, but it's only... It's like five, ten feet to the overhang, and then it's about 15 more feet before you once again see the the sky essentially open up. The, the, the top so the open. overhang is about 15 feet. Yeah, it's okay. not that far at all. You do have to go under the water to do it, but it is not 
dangerous amount of 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 swimming and you surface on the other side of this pool into a room that you are not familiar with you didn't even know this thing existed and uh roll me a perception check all right perception because it is pitch black and 19 okay it is once again another large cavern. You can't see the end of it. It's large enough that you don't see the other side, but it does seem to be another one of these rough hewn caverns. You're unsure how this opened up in the last since since you've been gone, but now it's here and you see two figures standing on kind of one about 30, 40 feet to your left, one 30, 40 feet to your right. You're pretty sure they're zombies. They're just kind of standing there. They haven't noticed you yet as you've just kind of predatored your face out of the water, but they're standing there kind of idly. Okay. All right. I will, since I kind of predatored my way out, I'm going to and gasp some air and then I'm going to sink back down and I'm going to swim back across. And Predator out on the other side, they'd be like, okay, so we got a cavern. The overhang is 15 feet fifteen feet wide. It's about five feet down and five feet over. So, you, you know, you got to swim a little bit. And then uh, when we when you pop up, there's going to be two zombies. Two. Two is what I saw. Okay. So, Carlton, the Telbond. And, and as Jonathan silently says this in the Telbond, he points to his head. It's like, so, Carlton, um, you didn't have to come back to tell us that. Uh, you're still in the call. I didn't know if it was still active after the, uh, what you call it? After the short rest. Oh, short rest? One second. It's it's like eight hours, right? <laughs> the Telbond? No, it's a, it's like a it's like an hour. An hour? I think. So I think I would have had to re- recast uh, it as a ritual. Because, because it'll help you, I will question that. Because I seem to remember it's a long time that that thing is up. Telepathic mom, blah, 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 blah. An hour. Is it really an hour? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I have to recast it every hour. Okay. So yes, you would have had to recast it. Okay. And I look at him like I tried. That's okay. So <laughs> the call disconnected. What's we're? Uh, I'm sorry. Pay the phone bill. <laughs> I, you know. Hey, I'm a little short on gold. I just blew some money on spells. Um. All right. So Jonathan the Magic Muscular suggests that you get over there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else swims with you. Uh. And then when you do get over there, you tug on the rope to let you know where. To let us know we're there. Or I guess you can... Uh, oh, Jonathan the Magic must have forgot, but you have Telbond. Tell us that you're over there. <laughs> we will tell you where you were ready and then start pulling on the rope. And then we will... It'll help us uh, get under real quick and then we'll be able to kill a couple zombies super quick. You're, we're, okay. we're deploying a, a SEAL Team Herald here. Okay, let's... let's. Julia, the swimmer, doesn't feel like pointing out everything that's wrong with this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because because these are uh, superhuman beings, and so fifteen feet these underwater. Are superhuman is, beings. Yeah, uh, because swimming in D anD D is uh, based on your constitution, and fifteen feet is not a big deal. Fifteen feet's not a big deal. I mean, if you actually. But I was just thinking about the rope, and we'll go with it. Okay. Yep. Um. So this time, when I go back under, I want to. Uh. Now that I know where I'm going, I want to kind of like concentrate on looking down. Like, what can I see down, like, as I'm going past? Is someone going with him or no? Uh, I mean, I, well, I'm holding onto the rope on this side. Bernie is in armor. Like, I don't... <sighs> I could tr- wild shape again and go with him as, like, an octopus or something. I have one more to do for yeah. the day. So no, maybe... you have... No, they reset on a rest. 
There's an arrest. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. Oh, so I got, I got both of them back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're awesome, because you get both of them back. Here's what I'm going to say, because we have to stop shortly. So I'm going to say, Carlton, I'm actually going to cut you off here and okay. we'll retcon just a tiny little bit. And this will give you a chance when we come back to talk a little bit more about what you want to do. But so I'm going to say, so Carlton comes back, relays what he sees. Jonathan recasts the tell bond so that you all have the mental, the, the, the mental link. And as you're going to take a moment to decide on your next course of action, we will pause there. And the next time we get together, you'll decide how you want to proceed into the next room. But... Let me give you experience for this episode Woo. for turning into a chipmunk <laughs> and natural twinning that shit for Amazing. epic levels of guiding bolt damage for uh, unfortunately being stunned for most of this because of <laughs> even with bless really bad rolls. And I feel ya. I spent an hour at a game, unfortunately, unable to get out of being stunned because of, of my rolls. So I, 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 I feel ya. But sometimes that's just what happens. And it's D and D. It's D and D. And uh, for uh, light spells of epicness, I, I need to actually hold on. Look at how much everything cost. Hold on. I just realized. I looked down. And I'm like, I have no number listed here. What happened? Oh dear. Hold that's on. fine. I can ready my calculator in the meantime. Uh, that is going to be a total of ten thousand nine hundred experience because these Woo-hoo! things were not easy. So 27, 25 each. 10,900 yep. experience to split between the four of you and the next time we get together, more zombies. Yay! Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.